Are you filming us? I'm recording us. Have we started? It's recording now. Oh. Literally only just pressed it. Hello. Hi guys. Welcome back to Coffee with Danny. So today I'm sat with Chloe and my sister's going to join us also. So this is the first in the new part of what I basically want to do for the show in the fact that we're not going to have guests every single week and I just want it to be a bit more of like an actual, not update, but something that's really accessible and relatable essentially. Oh, would you look at that? Hello. Hi Maya, welcome to the show. Hey. What have you been watching this week? Give us the real information first. Okay. Um, Rewatching Friends still, season seven. What's um, happening in season seven of Friends? <laughs> okay, so, spoilers alert. Oh, we've all watched it. <laughs> I'd be worried if someone Not was everyone's shocked. watched Friends. If you're right. a listener that hasn't list- hasn't watched Friends, like, fast forward 15 seconds, it's the button on the right-hand side. <laughs> now tell us quickly, season seconds. seven. Um, so Monica and Chandler are about to get married. <gasps> Is this um, the Barbados one? No, 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 no. They, they haven't been to Barbados yet. They're married when they're in Barbados. Ah. Um, they need to get married in Vegas. Good lord. I don't remember this. Ages ago. Oh, is this when they shake the <gasps> dice? This Rachel. No, so they need to get married in Vegas when they find Ross and Rachel at the chapel. Yes, I remember. Yeah. No, don't they like shake the dice and then they're like, if it falls on a certain number, then we'll get married? Yeah, so they go to the chapel ready. They've got to wait because the marriage, the marriage is ongoing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So they're waiting outside and Ross and Rachel stumble out. Isn't that when they've got like pen all over their faces? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's, yes. God, it's all coming back. I remember now. Yeah. knows. So I'm watching that. Um, I've finished, no, I've not finished Disjointed, but I've got one episode left, half an episode left. So I've rewatched it before watching that. Okay. Uh, Grace and Frankie, love it. Um, brilliant. That Grace and Frankie has got a really good plot, um, and it's something that's shocking, but it's absolutely worth watching, especially with kind of like I don't know. The media's got a really good stance on, I guess, discrimination. Okay. Um, so it's it's a good way of looking at it from all points of view. Um. Grace and Frankie are best friends in the programme, but their husbands own a business together. Okay. I thought Grace and Frankie was a girl and a boy, you know. (laughs) Nah. So Grace and Frankie, their husbands are partners of a law firm, and they have been for 18 years. 18? For 40 years. They have been for 40 years. They're they're 80-year-olds, basically, at this point. Okay. Um, They find out, their husbands sit them down one day and say to them, we're both divorcing you, we're together, and we've been together for two years, for 20 years. Hold the fuck <laughs> So their husbands have been cheating on them with each other for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. I don't, it sounds bad, but then when you think about it, you'd be like, as women whose husbands do the same job and have done for a long time, you'd find solace in one another. Like, it's not like you'd be totally alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd have each other, they'd know the exactly part, what they're going because through. Because they're very different women and they don't really get on until oh. they both decide that the they want the beach house oh in gosh, the settlement. So the families own this beach house together. Um, and they end up living together, the two women, because they both want... The that beach in house the divorce from the divorce. Element. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. And it's just it's is it's lovely to see how they deal with it. You know what I mean? Is it a comedy? Yeah. All right. Oh great. It's Jane Fonda. It's Jane Fonda. Oh, fantastic! That sounds good. Yeah. So it's Jane Fonda. Chloe doesn't know who no, Jane Fonda is. Monster Jane in Fonda law. is Monster she in Law. Oh, <laughs> do all the God. fitness videos. The the woman that was the monster to Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. What a yeah. Mate, what a film. I saw something on Twitter actually this weekend. This girl was like, all I'm doing this weekend is eating ice cream, watching J-Lo films. And I was oh, like, sister. I made in Manhattan. Sister. That was yes. a good one. You are speaking to me. Made in Manhattan is just one of the most classic films. That is a films. great film. That's going to run me as well. Anyway, quickly, tell us what's on your watch list for the next week. Oh my gosh. Or any recommendations. I haven't caught up on how to get away with murder yet. I know it's on Netflix, but I need to do that so bad. Mate, Um, it's fantastic. I feel like the show is actually really coming into its own. Yeah, amazing. Which is ridiculous because every every season has been good, but this season Mm -hmm. for me is the standout season. Absolutely. I'll tell you what we can recommend. It's not Netflix, but we just watched The Mountain Between Us. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we just watched the mountain between us which is idris elba okay. and kate winslet and okay. it's such a good film i was on the edge of my chair literally from start to finish but chloe i came in late to be fair i came in like over halfway she was like, through what's the mountain between them then i'm like they're on a mountain chloe she's like but is it idris's mountain i'm like no <laughs> what <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's kind of a spoiler to what happens, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a spoiler, but, you know, it's definitely... You can see it coming anyway. If you're a sucker like me and love rom-coms, mm-hmm. then you'll love it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't love rom-coms, it's just a good opportunity to see Idris about a shirt on in the shower. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was my background at work. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about work-life balance which is something that i mentioned on last week's show with victoria and if you listen hard you'd have heard that it was one of my hashtag new year's resolutions i don't really like believe in new year's resolutions but i think it's important to set goals so one of my goals is to you know work a bit better at this which is hard and i thought it'd be good to speak to both you maya and you chloe about this as you are both working women who are both in higher education so context, both Maya and Chloe are doing master's degrees at the moment, but also have jobs alongside. So I think if I can learn anything about work-life balance, it's going to be from these two. It's been good. I'd like to think that you two can teach me. Yeah. I mean, work, I mean, I, I said this at work today because it's booking holiday season, you know, your time is so much more important than your money. Yeah. And you know, and that's that's the main thing that I have to remember, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to take time off because I want to focus on uni, and for me, uni is my time, that's something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And work pays for that, work pays for me to have that hobby. Mm, 100%. And that's the way I see it, see it, but a lot of people, you know, work, uni is a lot of work, and you need to kind of make sure that you've got that balance as well, and you've yeah. got a job, and not easy it's not easy easy. at all but i think it's about considering your priorities because as an individual i know that if i don't do my uni work it really stresses me out so my work-life balance in a sense is making sure that i set the time to do the work that i know i need to do yeah otherwise there's no point in having that 
free time or having that spare time or or even being at work because I know that I'm not committed to what I'm doing. So yeah, you're distracted. Yeah, especially it if it's just like a one year. You know what I mean? Because the way I look at it is like I've signed myself up for this year. It's just the year. It's just a year, man. What's the worst that mm-hmm. can happen? A couple more grey hairs and eye bags. You know. <laughs> Death. You've just got to remember that it was your choice to do it. And, you, <laughs> know. you can't blame anyone but well. yourself. I think that's the difference as <laughs> yeah. well with a master's compared to undergraduate. Like, obviously, undergraduate is, like, very much your choice. Mm. But it's, like, a whole nother level when you go to do a master's yeah. and how much it is actually yeah. your choice. Like, yeah. especially in your case, Chloe, because Chloe took a year out between undergrad and going into master's, so she was working for a year. Mm. So to make that decision after you're kind of already adulting on another level to then be like actually no i'm gonna go back to learn more and the thing is you're in like Mm -hmm. a completely different boat like when you go to uni more or less everyone's the same age as you everyone has similar aspirations and you know deals with money in a similar way but when you go to a master's you've got people who are like 50 who've come back from a different career people who've taken a career break people who are straight out of uni and so it's really difficult to find your way when sometimes you're the only person doing what you're doing and you need to be so focused yeah. on what you're doing and know what your objectives are because if you don't it's so easy to get lost yeah i know for me like i find it really hard in that sense because we're all research students hmm. so actually there's not a lot of common ground there between every single lesson that i go to is based on my research so i'll be looking at something based on my research and somebody yeah. else will be looking at something based on their research which could be something like dystopian mm. or something very political and different to my political stance and okay. we're all doing stuff that is so different yeah that, that that common ground we would have isn't there but yeah you know it it is interesting mm. in that sense it kind of makes up for it because it's interesting we can have these conversations and we really learn from these people because yeah. You know, I'm not interested in particularly prison voices, women prison voices, council council house stories and things like that we've got mm. people doing. And they're not particularly my interests, but they are stuff that are important. Yeah, definitely. very interesting yeah. to and kind of sit down. And it probably makes you see the things that you are studying directly through a different yeah. Know, eye as well. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I really do commend the leaders of things like that as well. Like the leaders of my course have done amazingly well to make everything so. It's just, it just, it's relevant to all of us, really. And we're all very That's different. That's really people. good, especially for research. Like yeah. if people are doing, yeah. you know, such different and contrasting things, how do you arrange mm. classes that yeah. are going to benefit everyone? That in itself is a yeah. real challenge. Because we study with um, social sciences, so obviously my degree is humanities. Yeah. Um, and there's about 12 people on English doing the MRes, and then about 12 people that are doing other social sciences mm. that would have to do their research completely different to us. So we talk about qualitative and quantitative data, yeah. and how they would collect that information, and it all has to be relevant, otherwise people will switch off. Yeah, yeah, of course. They've done it really well. Yeah, because as well, really like well. you're paying, like there's, the, I think one of the major differences is like that there's still going to be people who can just afford to go and do a master's and not really care about it yeah but when you're paying out your back pocket especially when you've already done the undergraduate and you know how much you owe there's that mm-hmm. that except the added incentive to, mm-hmm. to, to do well 100%. and make the most out of it so it's really important that universities do make it relevant for the 
for being yeah. individuals. Definitely. They do do so well. I mean, especially being as it's such a, it's a cheap university. Let's put it that way. You know, I mean, my masters. If I wasn't a student at the university, it would have cost me four grand to do this masters. <laughs> you should see Chloe's face. Yeah. Okay, context um, I, for anyone I mean, listening. I, my sister is studying in the north of England, and Chloe is studying in London. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, piss, I mean, I, I'm studying at a polytechnic thing. as well, so I'm at John Moore's University, and it is a lot cheaper um, in that sense because I'm at a polytechnic but you know I cannot knock that university from my experience I was gonna say I feel like even from undergraduate you literally have never had a bad word to say about that university Mm. no it just goes to show that the amount that you put into it doesn't make a difference because I say having spoken to my our experiences in terms of our courses are very different obviously where we're studying is very different yeah but our satisfaction with the course I would say is is more or less very similar but I'm paying a good 10 grand more Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just because I'm in London a good of the ACL, which is a joke it's insane but it'll yeah. all be worth it <laughs> it'll all be worth it but how do you guys I don't know I guess what's kind of the advice you would give to anyone I spe- okay first Chloe what's the advice you would give to someone that is in a job that feels like they want to go back to university okay so I in terms of background, I finished university and my plan was to go straight from doing an undergraduate LLB, so I'd studied law, and go straight on to do an LLM, which is a Masters of Law. But the course that I wanted um, was cancelled because gotcha. um, there wasn't enough people. So I was forced last minute to find a job. So it was never my first intention to take a year out. Mm-hmm. However, having taken a year out, it started to... I. It, I started to waver in terms of thinking about going back because once you start earning money and in all Especially fairness, in as London. a graduate, I was earning good. That's so why mm-hmm. I went into recruitment. I was earning a good, I could have earned a lot more than what I was earning as well had I applied myself properly. So I'm talking top 20s, almost 30s, probably more. Yeah. So that decision to go back was, to. yeah, is a, is a lot harder because you have to tear yourself away from you know the lifestyle disposable income definitely you know for you you'd already progressed as well yeah so So. I'd already gone up a level I'd already been promoted but I think the other thing is was the worry about going back to education because in all honesty had I stayed on I feel like this year may have been a bit easier and as soon as you take a step back from learning it's a lot harder to go back into it's the same as like marathon running yeah if you train every day from and run you'll be fine and then you take a week off and it's almost like you're at square one again it is very difficult but I think the advice I would give is bite the bullet because at the end of the day you do that year yes it's bloody difficult but at the end of the day you do that one year which in the grand scheme of things isn't that long and no one can take that away from you it's your masters whether you do well or not you've got it and you can go back to it if you want to if you if you think later in life you want to do another one I just think that if it's in your mind just do it and then at least you know that you've you've given it your best shot and you've done it at the best time in your life because it does get harder to learn as you get older and it is incredibly difficult to tear yourself away from the money so if you're thinking about it definitely have a good look into it don't let money put you off because in the grand scheme of things you will be able to reap the money back and you'll always find the way to fund it like as much as you know it is off-putting financially any of these kinds of things but if you want something, you'll make it yeah. happen, essentially. So yeah. this year is the first time the government will give you a grant of up to 10 grand 
um, a grant, sorry, a loan. She didn't loan. My bad, my bad. Big a difference. Loan, a loan of up to 10 grand. And then on top of that, <laughs> banks, like, I think it's only Bar the fees. co-op now. Only the co-op do it now. Oh, really? Development loan? Yeah, it's a That's development loan, which well. is another 10 grand. But definitely look into it, because obviously the amount that you need to pay back is very different between the two. But just for people who are from low-income families like myself, it's definitely doable. Yeah, 100%. Definitely doable. You just have to make some some little sacrifices. A little less eating out. What about you, Maya? What's your advice? Because you went straight into doing a master's from undergrad. I would say shop around. Definitely. Because because for me, like, I I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I wasn't sure if I'd gotten to this course. So, you know, for me, my whole future was really up in the air until August. Yeah. Um, But shop around because I looked at so many masters and none of them were anywhere near what I'm doing now and I never actually would have expected that I could have done a master's that had the kind of syllabus that mine does unless I'd have shopped around for it and I would just absolutely recommend saying you know if you can do a research master's in your field do it because it it grasps your attention if you've got Mm -hmm. an interest that you're really passionate about yeah then do a research master's because every single day of uni and the whole year is based on your, your actual topic. interest. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Absolutely. You know, it's like for me, I picked something that I was really interested in, something that I really enjoy looking at, listening to, and I did it because that's the only way I was going to get it done. There's no point torturing yourself, is there really? No, exactly. Yeah, especially if you're going to work part time as well, you, your heart's got to be yeah. there because the thing is, like, my work are so happy and so open about the fact that i work and study part-time and they Mm -hmm. they recognize the strains and stresses they're so supportive yeah they're very supportive of it but also you need to consider that they are in themselves a commercial business so you know you need to you need to commit and you need to consider uh, i think for me the issue was can i commit to this now when i start in september and can i still commit to it when it's exam season yeah so definitely go in i mean like with my first job in my masters it was it was temporary and I looked at it like you know this is temporary as far as they're concerned and as far as I'm concerned but I need to see this as a trial period as well if there are opportunities at the end of this yeah I need to know that I can Mm. do it with my masters yeah yeah but definitely go in and have a chat to them and I don't know I haven't spoken to anyone who's concealed the fact that they're studying part-time but definitely if you feel comfortable let them know because it's in your best intention and their best intention to exactly. let it work definitely you need to be really flexible with how you do things because when you start and you've got more time to study it's all it's all very well and good but when it yeah. comes up to exam period and yeah. you need potentially a sick day if, it, if that's what it is before your exam yeah they need to be able to support you but there's definitely yeah, roles 100%. out there there's so many roles and it doesn't have to be something in an office it could be retail or you know pulling pints whatever it, it needs to be yeah there will be something that will be flexible. I just, yeah. I do find as well that for me, working does give me peace of mind. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think I would be happy if it was just my loan coming in and it was covering everything. I, I don't think I'd be happy that way. It gives you more structure, happy you know? that, Yeah, and you've got that social time as well, you know what I mean? You've got those yeah. people to talk to in work that aren't from uni that you can mm. have conversations with that maybe you couldn't have at uni. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you are working, you've got that extra bit of money coming through. So when you've not got a lot of assignments, 
you can enjoy yourself a little bit. Yeah, you can have a break. Eventually. <laughs> At some point. Yeah. Do you two think you will continue in education after this year? Do you want to go first, Maya? Um, after this year, yes. Directly after this year, no. But as an academic, I think that that is my stance. That's who I am. I'm an academic person. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And you've yeah, had that intention. I think for, for me, like... I, I want to go down the path of being a solicitor, so the LPC is the one year that I, I would have to do. Um, hopefully sponsored by a law firm, if anyone's listening. Hit me up on Hit a sister in. up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apart from that, I can't see myself doing a PhD in the near future. I don't think there's anything that I can look at and I can think that I can dedicate three years of my life to doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that just financially and, and mentally, it's not something that I, I can see myself wanting no. that much. Who knows? No, one day. I think maybe um, in my thirties or forties or fifties. I feel like yeah, if it was gonna be for me, like I feel like I would go back and do something, but like if I was gonna do a PhD, I'd have to be in later life. I was reading a piece on mm-hmm. Refinery Twenty Nine. I I'll put the link actually in the show, but they do these things on how people spend their money in a week, and oh, I, yeah, I, I I'm those. obsessed with them. I love seeing how people spend money. I don't know why, like you know, I'm, I like these kinds of things anyway. And there was one about a guy that was doing his PhD and the piece was on his girlfriend and they had to move back up north just like to have a cheaper life basically. Mm. And still like they were literally like pulling pennies together and I'm just like, oh, she's like 24. And I'm like, that quality of life yeah. for a 24 year old yeah. is not, not what I see for myself. I think if you're going to do it Which is fair, I get country. it if you want to, but yeah, yeah I just... You can't do it in this country because academics, like, there's with all due respect, there's not enough money in it. Whereas if you go to somewhere like mm-hmm. Greece or, you know, yeah. their academics are paid. I know in law, the academics are paid more than the lawyers are. I don't know if that's because of wow. the economic situation at the moment. But that's why when you go to university, you'll recognise, especially in law, that all the academics who teach you that's tend good. not to be British. Yeah. Um, I have that actually on my a, course as yeah. well. Or there'll be people, British people who are living practicing abroad. no like working but do this part-time yeah so i have a, a lecturer um and he British works in a law people. firm and then comes and we have our lectures from six until eight after he finishes working oh my god the funniest sorry i've just had a li- little sub thought when i um was studying so i took a year abroad and i lived in france for anyone that's listening but i did a module on british politics when i lived in france which was hilarious because the lecturer was french but she was working at SOAS, so, oh, you yeah. know, she's grounded. But she was teaching about um, the Brixton riots. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know something, which really grates on me, and if you've read the book, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, I'll also link it below, you'll know, like, there's so many case studies of things that have happened in the UK that are not taught here. Just and I'm like, oh, I'm amazing. here as someone that's studying politics because I have a genuine interest in it. And I'm only first learning about this properly mm. in France by a French woman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I was like, can I just deepen this yeah. for two minutes? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you ask like 90% of British 18 year olds, they probably wouldn't know anything about the Brixton Even riots. Even if you went to Brixton, you'd be like, do you know what the Brixton riots are? Yeah. You've got some people who are not high. Yeah. <laughs> so if we take 50% of the population <laughs> Over fifty percent, they wouldn't. It's know. crazy. Sorry, that was really off topic. But yeah, I don't even know why that came to me. Oh, foreign academics teaching. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I I would love to do something in Amsterdam. Um, yeah. Masters wise. I feel like you would just because it's cheap. Mate, you know, it's like fifteen hundred pounds. It's like I'm pocket just money, take man. Masters there. <laughs> Might as well just go and do another one next year. The thing is, what are you up to? Journalism. <laughs> oh, honestly, I look at it and I'm like, Media? why am I actually paying fourteen grand? Fourteen grand. If I was up north, literally pay for the name. I I could I could mm-hmm. like put down a deposit on a house. Literally, with what you pay. Yeah, pissing away my my inheritance money or whatever it is, savings. Uh it'll be worth it in the end. Anyway, if anyone is listening and if you have any questions regarding you know doing a masters or how to balance it you know, send us a message and I will get you in touch with both Myra and Chloe because I think they're both great people to speak about. And if you're someone that's looking to do undergraduate, you know, you can always message us as well and we'll oh, give yeah. you tons of advice, especially if you're someone that's in six one at the moment. This is the time now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. lower six. Right. Or first year, first of, college. year of college. Yeah. These are the people now. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're listening, more. please, please do message us because mm-hmm. you need to get your head in the game and we want to make sure that you get the most out of higher education mm. and yes. especially in this country, we have a great education system, so make the most out of it. Yeah. You need to make I will say as well, career. really quickly, Go on. if you're just looking at doing undergrad now, do not worry, it's so much easier than A-levels. Oh my God, like, yeah. I can't agree <laughs> with that. See, oh mate. I I think it was, for me, it was only easier because I actually was genuinely interested in what I was learning every single yeah. day. And I really struggled with that by the end of sixth form. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I love sixth form. Yeah. Sixth form was fun because I was living at home and I had great money. So I was working mm. for Topshop <laughs> and I could go out and, you know, you like have just the, amount, just the right enough of adult responsibilities when you're in sixth form. But you can still yeah. take the piss because you're living at home. Yeah. But, no, I oh. enjoyed my A-level studies. I enjoyed GCSEs. But I don't know if it was, I, I don't know if it's just law, but my three years of of uni despite what happened was i just think the studying like there was just loads of it the amount of reading and everything so but do you think now sorry we're going on now that you're doing your masters like what you said today so basically we're talking about revision how you've like worked out the modules that you did you study smart at undergraduate like that oh I studied. Yeah, uh, the girls who smart. I lived with. You've got to be strategic, <laughs> mate. I used to live on close to exam period, about four hours of sleep. I am regimented when it comes oh to exam God. period. Yeah. I will sit from dusk till dawn and just get done what needs to be done. But I can't do. But it's for me, I've never had exams. Oh, I've had exams, but I'm not that person. Me it's and Chloe are like complete me, opposites. She's the person that can yeah. be in the opposite can be in the opposite, can be in the library until like 4am, whereas I'm the person like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to do four hours, bash it out and that's it, like that's it, it's in my brain. Yeah, same. I can't sit there like hours and hours oh, yeah, and yeah, hours. Yeah. I think it's because it's, it's your just brain though, amount. it's your brain, it's how your yeah. brain works, like I, I can't, like that just yeah, doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah. There was people on my course that would literally stay there all night and I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. But you don't drink coffee, Chloe, do, do you drink coffee when you're doing that stuff? I, I only drank coffee when it came to third year and that was in the final period of exams. Oh Did it help God. you? To keep, oh, you mean to keep her awake? Yeah. Yeah, four o'clock in the morning? Nah, it's not for me, mate. Yeah, a little bit. <gasps> but the other bit was just sheer friggin' determination. 
but yeah i think there's yeah. different unis have different amounts because i know that ucl are notorious the law degree is notorious for the amounts of reading yeah and i know lse for economics is pretty bad for that as yeah. well i don't know how you could find this yeah. out before you go but speak just to like... people literally honestly if anyone is looking at unis if you sign someone on linkedin that's doing the course just fucking message them yeah this but is the best way. That's really subjective, though. <laughs> it is subjective but people will be honest yeah like if you message three people you'll get at least two oh yeah like if yeah, someone messaged definitely. me and was like can you tell me a bit about the workload on your course or how was your year abroad at the university you went to i would reply like, oh yeah 100 percent. of course 100 yeah. percent. i would send them i would send them documents i've got all of my module guides all right maya's ready to make a lick of money <laughs> I'll send you the reading list and that's what you get. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys both so much for joining. And just quickly to everyone listening, of course, don't forget to leave us a cheeky review to subscribe to the show. And next week, I'm sitting down with Christabel Plummer, the blogger. She's amazing. Her blog's called I Want You To Know. So I look forward to speaking with you all soon. Thanks, girls. Speak to you soon. Excuse me. Are you alone? Is there someone with hearts at the end of their name saved in your phone? If not, how's about me?